On this episode of the Daniel James Photography Podcast, we sit down with Ashley Ray, the owner of Ashley Ray Studio, a wedding photography and cinematography company based out of San Luis Obispo, California. If you're curious about branding and how to tackle this tricky subject, then this episode's for you, so check it out. Thank you so much for being on this. You have no idea. Um, I think branding is like a big question. Like I was saying, lots of photographers have to wrestle with and lots of them maybe don't and don't know how to. Uh, but before we get into that, tell us about who you are and just like your backstory and then maybe how you got into photography. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Um, <clears throat> so my business is under my name, Ashley Ray Studio. So Ray is my middle name. And basically, we are a photography and cinematography company. So it started out just photography. Um, I'm the lead photographer behind the business. And, um, you know, I just really fell in love with photography. And my husband saw that. So he's been a huge support getting our business up and running and we added cinematography about uh probably a year and a half two years ago um so i actually started out i mean it's a long story i won't <laughs> bore you with all the details but basically um i started working in the wedding industry with a videography company so um i worked on and off with them for uh about i want to say between probably like six to eight years. Um, so shooting weddings, it was great because I was able to shoot a lot of weddings as a videographer, but not have the pressure of being the person hired, you know, I was just the second shooter. So I got a really good understanding of the flow of weddings, how things worked, how things didn't work. And so it made it a lot easier when I started shooting a lot of photography and shooting weddings, I already felt more comfortable so that was a, w was really nice um so yeah started out doing video ended up shoot i absolutely am super passionate about photography wedding photography absolutely love it um and it's great we're able to do photo and video for our clients which is really fun that's super rad um that's like an interesting sort of setup most people i feel like nowadays start in photo and then add video, you kind of did it the opposite way. That seems like the trend is. But you're you're based in San Luis Obispo, right? Yeah, San Luis Obispo, California. It's amazing okay. if you haven't been here, yeah. <laughs> and I have family there and I love, I love it. I'm originally from Southern California and so going okay. there for holidays was like an escape and it was awesome, I oh, love that nice. place. Well, um, you're in Monterey, right? Yeah, I'm in Monterey now, yeah. I love Monterey. Yeah, it's a cool place, I feel like. Yeah. I still have family down there. So going down, it's like so much easier. You don't have to hit up with the traffic from LA. But do you yeah. shoot like all over California, the US? <laughs> do you like? Yeah, so I do. I shoot primarily in California. Um, this past year, my husband and I, we have like a soft spot in our hearts for Hawaii, actually. So we just love it over there. And um, so <clears throat> last year, we did a trip and did some work out there. And um, so we're trying, to, basically what we're trying to do is go between California and Hawaii. You know, I love the, I would go all over the place. You know, I, it's so funny because you hear photographers all the time, like they want to be destination wedding photographers, but then I talk to destination wedding photographers and they're wanting to do more local weddings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of just have to figure out what's good for, for your family and your personal life. So for us, um you know we kind of like that if we could go to hawaii a month out of the year or something like in fact i'm actually supposed to be in hawaii right now <laughs> for a wedding tomorrow and uh so that's not happening because of covid obviously but it will it got moved to next year so we'll we'll celebrate with the couple then dude that's crazy i love that so that's one of the <laughs> things to me about photography as far as like business um you can really like set up shop in many places and like create yeah. markets or like get into markets in different areas and uh that is like where else, what else can you do with that where it's like you know i'm gonna go to this place and enjoy this this weather for a little bit and then yeah and whatever. It's for, just sure. Cool. for sure so yeah 
how long have you been did you shoot was that your first wedding last year in hawaii or are you like setting up shop there now and like starting to bring in so basically um what we have done we went on a trip um last year for like vacation and we try when we travel anywhere that we love to be we try to do a little bit of work while we're over there so um i was able to make some connections with some planners over there and do some some work for them and help them out with some like headshots and you know just get to know them a little bit so it was great and that's cool you know, so, yeah. so question about that then um let's say someone wants to set up i don't know let's say they're based out of canada and they want to work in the u.s right um so the <clears> one <throat> way that they could do that is that like they, they contacted or they could contact like a wedding ven vendor or venue or maybe even like a like a planner and just yeah. start touching base is that that's what you're saying how you did yeah that? definitely i think that you know it's the whole networking aspect of things is really big um what i've learned and what i hear a lot from people who are successful with this is it's it doesn't really work to reach out to vendors or planners and say hey can you refer me weddings or can we work to get, you know, I want to get to know you. So because of what you can give me. So there's a lot of, and I think it's a really good business practice anyway, to approach whether it's vendors or cl potential clients, you know, what can I do for you kind of thing. So I think that's a good way to live life anyway, but when you approach planners or again potential clients you're like what what do you need that i can provide so you and you do you take a little bit of a risk that you could provide something for them and nothing will ever come with it you just give but you you know in a very competitive industry you kind of have to be one step ahead of the other guy so to speak and be willing to go that extra mile anyway so i found that you know, just being genuine and reaching out to whether it's planners or other vendors that you want to work with, you know, what asking them, what, what do you need? What can I provide for you? And then just start the relationship there and see what comes of it. Cool. That's super helpful and very valuable yeah. actually. Um, so how long have you been photographing weddings for then? I don't know if I asked that question. Yeah. So I've been shooting, like, I've actually been shooting weddings for about three years only, not super long. Um, we, I think my first like official paid wedding, yeah, was about three years ago. And it's funny because it hasn't been that long, but honestly, because thanks to my husband and thanks to, you know, some, a few different things, we've been able to really <clears throat> kind of hone in to what we want our business to look like and what we want our brand to be and how we want people to view what we've put together and so it's been it's been a fun it's been really challenging um in a good way so did you start the photo business with a brand in mind or did you start with a passion for photography and then figure out you needed branding to sort of aid you in that that's a good question i think i definitely started more with the passion aspect of it um i remember the first i shot an engagement session for my brother-in-law um and I just, I didn't even, because I went from shooting video to photos. And so, um, you know, I had some video equipment and my brother-in-law got engaged and I said, oh, I'll do your engagement photos. I shot everything in manual. I didn't even use autofocus because I was used to shooting in manual for video. Um, and so now when I look back at the photos, I'm like, oh, thankfully they're super sweet and cute and they look great. But I'm like, oh man, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, but um how I felt when I was shooting those photos, like ever since then, I've just been, I don't know, it was like it, it just did something for my soul. I love even now just like shooting engagement sessions or on wedding day working with couples. Like, I don't know, I just absolutely love it. So, you know, it definitely started with that. And then, you know, as we started developing our business, you do, you start thinking about branding, what kind of business do we want to put together? What kind of impression do we want to make on people who see our website, our social media, 
I did. I forgot to mention too. My husband does all the videography too, so I didn't mention that. So we're like a team. We do photo and video together. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. So so then, if you had to describe branding to the person who like has no clue what that means, I mean, Nike's a brand. Adidas is a brand. Starbucks. Why does a small business? You know what I mean. Like, how would you describe branding to yeah who's just into this? Yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. Cause I think we all think we know what branding it, like we have this idea like, oh, this is my brand is my logo or my brand is the t font or this, that, and the other thing, but really, you know, and I actually did some reading up on it too, before this podcast, just to get really clear on what branding actually means. And essentially it's the feeling that, so you present yourself you present your website you present your social media to potential clients to the public and it's the feeling and the the impression how they it's basically how they view you right so i think what what you want to do is think about well how do i want to be perceived like how do i want potential clients and how do i want the public to view my business and that's basically your brand. So it's the feelings they get when they look at your social media and website and all that. So, so that's how I would describe it. Yeah. So that's, that's totally true, right? Like the feeling that you get and, and the colors and the font, all that sort of like is aiding you in understanding the brand. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. the brand itself. So, right. so then when you sat down with your husband and you guys decided, was there a moment where you guys decided we need to make a brand and we're going to go this way or has it just been like a conglomerate of ideas or yeah i wish it was that simple i wish you could just like and i don't know if this is a lot of people's experience but i mean yeah it would be nice to sit down and say oh yeah this is what this is clearly what our brand what we want our brand to be but i think it's kind of a progressive thing photography is such an artistic field and you're so um you're learning so much along the way and you're analyzing your ideal client and you know, your pricing structure and all these things that I think you, at least for us, we definitely kind of revisit the brand as we progress in our business, which I think you kind of, because you're, I think your brand can change a little bit too. You can start out, um, having a certain brand. And then as you figure out what kind of clients you like working with and what you want to charge and all that kind of stuff, as you develop a better understanding of what that is for you, then you pull that into your brand. Yeah. That's actually super helpful, right? Lots of people I'd imagine self included would think we have to have this major launch, right. Or something. Maybe, mm -hmm. you do. Maybe that's included in part of that process, but um that's actually really helpful that it's a it's a it's a process over time and it's always being refined i mean even just thinking of like starbucks who mentioned their brand is constantly changing um and even with the logo right i remember it used to be yeah. like words and, and it's all every few years it's always changing so that's that's important um to think about um so thinking about branding and stuff it can be pretty overwhelming for lots of people yeah. who are like where the heck do i even start if you right. had like give some advice to like a new photographer who's just like, hey, where would, where would I even start with this? Um, what would you say to them? Yeah, I think, you know, there's different things that you hear, like what three words would you use to describe your brand? Like I remember different points thinking, what do I want? So we talked about how it's a certain feeling that the public or your potential clients get when they view your business. And, um, so I'm like, what kind of feelings do you want that person to feel when they look at, I like one kind of thing that's easy, I feel like is to identify what you don't want people to feel <laughs> when they look at your business. Right. So like, I don't want people coming to my website and my social media thinking that I am a super, super cheap and affordable photographer. You know, I don't want them to come to my business and think that I'm kind of sloppy, right? Or I just am not professional. 
that's for me personally. So for my business, it's very important that I present, I want people to think they, I want people to look at my website and my social media and say, that looks like I'm going to have to invest in that packet or whatever. Like, um, it's not going to be cheap, but wow, it's really nice. It's clean. It's professional, you know? So I think that identifying what you don't want to come across as is a, is a start. I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> that's, that's super helpful. That's a cool okay. way to think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah often we're, we're trying to think of an image that we want to, to achieve or like live up to. And maybe, well, okay, what does that actually mean? Because you're not trying to be like other people. You still need to be yourself. Right. So that's right. a good way to think through that. Yeah, um, and, like, and I, one other thing too is uh, one thing that is helpful for me, and I'm constantly doing this. Obviously, we want, like you said, we want to be our own. We don't want to copy someone else, but we also gain inspiration from other artists and we are drawn to certain people's work. So I'm constantly, any kind of work, any photographers that whose work I'm drawn to, I'm always analyzing, well, why, you know, why am I drawn to that work? What is, what feelings do I get when I look at their portfolio? Um, and that gives you an idea of the feelings that you want to evoke in someone when they look at your work. And then it's kind of building when you kind of identify what you want to be viewed as and how you want to make people feel, then you can kind of start building on that with how you design your website, how you put together your social media and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's super helpful. Did, um, did you ever notice a change in your business? I mean, three years is not a long time. That's pretty incredible that you just jumped into it and it's like, bam, here you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have like, I don't know how many followers you have on Instagram. Not that that's <laughs> like, not that that's like a, you know, a measure of whatever. Right. I mean, it kind of is in this world where it's like people are attracted to certain things and then they follow it and, and engage. And so, um, so you've come a long way really quickly, I think. Um, mm -hmm. You have many photographers who are just floundering for a long time. Um, did you notice a change in your business when you when you started implementing new things? Or was there a moment where you guys decided to like, you know, we're going to change some stuff, and then you notice a big change happen? Yeah, you know, I have to say that the first thing that comes to mind, so for me over the years, thinking about our brand and what we want to portray, um, definitely want to showcase like a higher end, um, experience with our clients. And so again, I kind of analyzed a lot. Well, why, why do I think this photographer looks luxury or this, why does this photographer seem high end or why do I look at their page and think they must charge a lot, you know? And Honestly, what I one of the big things that I saw a lot was film photography. And I was and I realized, you know, that kind of photography I was really drawn to, the the aesthetic too. So honestly, I think when I started implementing film into my business, which a lot of that's a whole nother subject. A lot of photographers, I think, feel nervous about the cost of implementing film into their business. But I, to me, visually, I associate that typically with the more luxury uh, branded photographers. So, but beyond that, the reason why I wanted to implement it is because I love the look of it. And, and now it's, it's just been so amazing having that be a part of things, a part of the business. But, um, so I would say that because it, does, it is, like I said, it's a certain aesthetic. So your portfolio transforms a little bit, I think. And so visually people think or feel something when they look at those images, they may not even know what it is exactly. Does that yeah, make sense? So, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the actual work that you're producing is what's drawn yeah. people the most, although fonts and colors and things like that help that vibe you're saying it's the actual work that you're doing that's going to attract, you know, the client that you want. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, um, that's a big part of it. I think, you know, a lot of photographers, we want to be at a certain caliber 
and we think we can do all these different things without really analyzing, well, my work has to be of that caliber too. Not that there's not really successful photographers who might be more mediocre photographers, but it's, it's kind of a, um, combination of everything I feel like. And you just want to, when you're thinking about brand, um, I think you have to apply it even to like, even to how you, you appear. Like I was reading something or listening to something about, you know, you, your face and your personality are part of your brand too. So it's very easy for me. Like, I don't like being on the camera. I don't want to do like Instagram live videos and all this stuff, but I've been pushing myself to because obviously when you see someone who's the face of their brand, you develop certain feelings. And so you want, I want to have my potential clients feel positive towards me, feel like know me, feel comfortable. So that's a part of it too. Yeah. You know, social media, it seems is, is massive in this world, obviously. Um, and going live and things like that, which I, I know you do all the time. Um, that is so scary to lots of people. Um, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. So, so what did you do or what have you done to like think about, okay, you know what? This is a part of being my business, right? I am my business. And, you know, what, what sort of pushed you to finally just make that first Instagram live happen? Yeah. Honestly, and this is thanks to my husband too, because he talks like this a lot, but um, constantly thinking about like, it's just business. Like, I hate that sounds bad, but I think, I think as photographers, we're so, we're creatives and we're artists and we, and we feel a lot about our work and we feel like it's easy. I feel like to be a little bit emotion based in this profession, but to be successful as a business, you really have to think a lot about, well, what's going to get me where I want to be in business. And so a lot of times I will have a mental talk with myself and say like, okay, yeah, like I don't want to do this. Like I feel uncomfortable doing this or, but is it going to help the business? So then I try to just get over myself and do it. (laughs) Yeah. So for the person who's like never done it, um, yeah. Is there like a reward that you feel afterwards of doing it, like accomplishment, or how do you feel afterwards? I feel tired. Yes, <laughs> totally, totally. I feel tired, but um, you know, it's yeah. You don't necessarily. I don't. It'd be good if you could like pat yourself on the back and be like, yeah, you know, I and you should. I should do that more often because usually after I do live videos and stuff, I'm like, oh, oh I'm so exhausted. But I also, it's also good too, because it is a challenge and I do genuinely believe it or not. I do want to present my true personality to my audience. Like I want people to feel like they get to know me and, um, it's just different with social media. Cause I mean, and I don't, I don't know how old you are, but like I'm 31 and we, we didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with this social media stuff. So for me, I grew up being a very interpersonal communicator, which I'm way more comfortable. I'm not comfortable, you know, with talking to, you know, 50 people or whatever amount of people on a device. Mm-hmm. So it feels really weird. Um, but just kind of talking yourself into like, well, I do, you know, this is for, this is going to help my business, going to help my brand. This is going to help people get to know me. I mean, I know I have people following me on Instagram or people connected with me who are interested in my work, but they haven't hired me yet. Right. So what do I want them to feel? I want them to feel, I want them to know me. And if they don't connect with me, and we don't work together, then maybe it's a better thing anyway. And I, you know, so it's kind of this mental dialogue you have going in your brain about, um, you know, just kind of going for it and taking the emotion out of it as much as you can and doing what's best for your business. Yeah. I'm the same age actually. And I remember like seeing kids on their phones talking to themselves or like on, you know, Facebook, I don't even know what they would use. Probably like Snapchat was the thing. Right, right. Like, wow, they're so narcissistic and this and that. And it's like, 
Were you really, I mean, this is just a different era that we're in where this is how you sure. communicate with people. And this is like talking face to face now. Um, so maybe Instagram live and social media can be a whole episode that we can, I mean, we can spend so much time on that alone, I think. Oh, for sure. The fact that it like supports your brand and fits into it is so important nowadays, for sure. Um, so, so for the new photographer getting into thinking about branding, are there areas that you would like point them to, to say like, Hey, here are some like helpful places to go to just to start thinking about it. Or what did you use to sort of guide you in that process? Yeah, I think that the nice thing about the time we are living in is we're in, we have wealth, a wealth of information at our fingertips with social media, YouTube. Um, I think that, you know, just learning, just being open to understanding the business side of things is super huge for photography, uh, for having a successful photography business. Um, <clears throat> I've listened to podcasts on, um, sorry, I've listened to podcasts on um, marketing or like actually even like sales, non-photography related, uh, photography on sales, how to land a sale, you know, and we don't think about it necessarily, but every single time we get on the phone or we do a FaceTime or a Zoom chat with a potential client, we're essentially selling ourselves. So, you know, at TED Talks, the whole, one of my, one of the biggest um, things that have helped my business is the, one of the most famous TED Talks by Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've seen it, but <clears throat> start with why. It's all about um, essentially people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So we kind of live in this, um, we kind of assume that if we present ourselves and say, this is the service I provide, this is what I do and just kind of like present it all that if somebody likes it, they'll want to purchase it or work with us. <clears throat> but the whole different way to look at it is people don't necessarily just buy what you do. They want to feel, they want to understand why you do it like so it anyway just kind of podcasts different ted talks that are not necessarily photography related but that are business related it's amazing what you can apply to your business and i've seen huge huge growth in just how i interact with a potential client how i talk to a potential client is so different now <clears throat> than it was when i first started and it's amazing because it's, it hasn't, it's only been from applying just business advice from people in business, <laughs> you know, and it's not necessarily like a sales tactic. It's more, and you have to find out what speaks to you too, because there's a lot of advice out there on how to sell or how to, you know, do a brand or whatever, but you have to, you got to find what resonates with you too. So for me, the whole concept that Simon Sinek presents <clears throat> is instead of now talking to clients and saying, here's what I do and here's my packages. Instead, I talk to them like what I believe as a photographer, what I believe is that you should have the best day of your life and photography should complement that. And the entire experience should be joyful for you and easy. I really believe in, in that experience, providing that for my clients. So it doesn't actually have to do with photographs. It has to do with expressing <clears throat> um, how I, what I believe in my business and why I'm going to take care of them as clients because of what I feel as a business owner towards them. That's, that's, Tangent. No, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's super helpful. I'll throw that. I'll look up that, uh, YouTube. Uh, oh, it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And then put the link in there, um, in the descriptions or something. Uh, for yeah. To watch later. So yeah, I mean like there's so many podcasts out there you got awesome TED Talks. Is there a podcast that sticks out to you as like, this is the one podcast that was like the coolest that people can check Ooh. out? It's cool. You if know, it's I, I, I kind of jump around with podcasts. I don't, 
So I can say a specific one. I've listened to like bits and pieces of different ones, kind of depending on what I'm looking for at the moment. So cool. yeah, yeah, not one specific. There's a lot of good ones out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you, I mean, this is kind of like a super broad question and might not actually be, I think it can be helpful, but it might, there might not be an answer for it. Um, do you find ever, do you ever see any mistakes that people are making in their branding that you're like, this comes out to you is like, oh, I think that's a mistake, right? Because branding is like yeah. a very personal, you know, it's subjective a little bit, but I think there is kind of a science a little bit to it. Do you For understand sure. mistakes that people make? Yeah, I think that, I think that if, for example, I wanted to present myself and create a brand that is a luxury brand as a photographer. And I just happened to get this client with really terrible style or DIY everything at <laughs> their wedding, which nothing's wrong with DIY, but, and I shoot a wedding or I shoot a couple. And as much as, you know, of course we want to care for our clients and, and, a, you know, treat them just like everybody else. But if for some reason, I don't feel like the aesthetic is in line with my brand, I won't share any images. So I see a lot of photographers share like anything that they shoot. And I think we have a tendency to want to do that as photographers. Cause again, we're artists. We have an emotional connection to certain images. We really love this certain couple um, we had a great time with that wedding, whatever it is. And so we have this emotional connection to certain images, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's in line with our brand. So I, I feel like that's one thing I see a lot. And that's one thing I'm constantly aware of that, you know, um, I take care of all my clients the same value them and want to work hard for them. But sometimes if I feel like a certain, maybe like even something simple, for example, like I love color, but in my brand, I feel like I don't, I do a lot of neutral. It's a very soft color palette that I present. I've shot weddings that are beautiful, amazing couple, but they're super bright and bold. I don't put that everywhere because I feel like it's not quite, it's just a little too bold for me. And that's part of my personality, which I guess is part of your brand too. So if that makes sense. Yeah. I think, um, I think making sometimes just decisions based on emotion versus what versus best for the business uh, can affect your brand negatively. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's super helpful. Yeah. Um, gosh, there was, there was something you said there about like showing what, what you only, well, only showing what you want to show or what, what you want to shoot type thing. Uh, and that's that's really hard for lots of people, right? They just want to show it all because they think that's going to just get them more work. Was there a moment that you switched to that, or have you always kind of operated on that mindset? I've always, I think I've always kind of operated on that mindset. Even when I first started out and I was shooting weddings, like lower budget weddings, in at the beginning, my goal was to, you know, I knew the type of weddings they wanted to shoot. Um, you know, and not to say again, like the couples that I worked with in the beginning, amazing. Like I wouldn't change it. Like the, and we had a wonderful time, but you kind of have a goal in mind. You have an aesthetic in mind that you're going for. And, um, now I feel like I'm, I'm gone on a tangent. I can't remember. Your question. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, like, yeah. sorry. So you've always been sort of showing just what you want to oh. the best, I guess, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I have basically tried to do that. And in the beginning, when I was shooting weddings that I, that weren't, I knew that the weddings I was shooting in the beginning, if I posted that all over my social media and my website, it would attract very similar clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I wanted to attract a specific client that wasn't that. So, um, when I didn't in the beginning, when I didn't have the content I wanted, I went out and created the content I wanted. So style shoots, especially in the beginning, if you're wanting, if you have an idea of your brand in mind or have a direction you're going, 
and you're not getting paid to shoot the type of imagery that you want to shoot, go out there and create it and, and just show that. And then hopefully that, and, and, you know, and that started uh, attracting the clientele that I wanted. And now I'm getting more and more weddings that are just, I'm like, it's exactly what I want. So, and I do do very little, very, a lot less styled shoots now because I'm starting to get paid for that. But again, it's kind of like goes back to, you know, we're in a super competitive industry and you have to like, just kind of go out and get it and, um, and take, and you're actually going to put forth some expense, you know, you're going to, it's going to cost you in the beginning to shoot content that, you know, you want that you're not getting paid for. So. Totally. That's, that's super helpful. Um, you've mentioned a little bit, we're talking a lot about like social media and how to interact with uh, the brand and all that good stuff and how we use that. Is there any trends that you've seen in wedding photography in the last, or videography even, in the last five years or so um, through social media that you see influencing the wedding industry or vice versa mm. or anything like that? That's mm, a I question I didn't shoot you in the email, but I- it just Well, that's okay. No, that's okay. I don't know if this answers your question, but I mean, I the first thing I think of as a huge influencer is blogs, you know, wedding blogs. Um, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, publication and all that kind of stuff is, I don't want to say like trends, they, they kind of set the bar for photography, I guess. I don't, does that answer your question? Um, yeah, I was just curious, like um, someone earlier mentioned, like, I don't know if you've heard of, I don't want to throw any names out there. but the sort of like orangey vibe that you see. Oh, oh, style, media. like. Yeah, I guess like, yeah, style and trends and things like that on Got social it. media. I feel like that's something that I've been shooting. I, I was shooting on, off and on. So I started in 2009 and then I took a break and now I'm mm -hmm. back in it. Okay. And when I was first photographing weddings, it was like, this did not exist. Um, and so I came back into the scene yeah. and I'm like, whoa, what is this orangey? I don't know. Have you seen anything like yes. that? Yes, definitely. Well, it's so funny because sometimes you can look at photography and you like know what decade it was shocking. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, for sure. Which you talked about film is you shoot film and digital, right? Mm -hmm. So you yeah. talked about film and and <clears throat> how I think film is people are gravitating to it more as far as the couples, I think, or, or the blogs, mm -hmm. because it's timeless, because it's it, forever it's going to be pretty. You look at a, a, a really nice picture from the 80s, it's not going to be you know, whatever, yeah. you, you, you won't, it'll, be, it'll be hard to tell, maybe not for the hair and stuff, that'll kind of give it away, but yeah, yeah. so anyways, that's, that's I, super cool. Yeah, totally, it's it's funny, um, I know exactly what you're talking about, like a big trend is this very, um, like kind of, I don't know if sepia is probably not the right word, or sepia, but um, kind of an orange cast over everything very you see a lot of like adventure photographers elopement like very um attracting kind of the wild spirit i see a lot mm -hmm. um it, i think it's it's not my personal taste you know it's definitely something like you said that is very current and it's kind of really gotten a hold um the past few years and i know there are certain clients that are or couples that are totally drawn to that work and i think if you are that you should do what you're drawn you should have what you're drawn to um for me personally like you mentioned with film i lean a lot more towards a more timeless um aesthetic i definitely want couples to uh 20, 30 years down the line, I want them to look at their photographs and not say, well, that's how, that was like the trend at the time. This is why the images look that way, you know? And maybe that's, that may not be people's experience with very trendy photographers. I don't know. But, you know, again, it's kind of like you have to, you have to do you. And um, it kind of, I feel like that timeless aesthetic is in line with my brand as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about a bunch of just big ideas as far as branding, um, how to brand. I think the, the major takeaway is always asking that why, right? Getting mm -hmm. back to the, 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 the purpose and then how does everything kind of serve that? Um, we haven't talked a lot, which I think is going to be surprising to the listeners about colors and fonts and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Is, which is actually, I think, in line with what you find in the reading too on branding. It, it, it doesn't start with that. And that's yeah. probably, that might be like the ending to all of this. Um, yeah. Where does that stuff kind of fit in? And have you right. consciously thought about, you know what, these are the colors that I'm going to stick with? Because I know some people do that. Um, is that something that you thought about, color and font and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, it does tie in again to your personality a little bit. Like for me, well, let me start with like logo. So logo and font, um, right. It's not, it's not your brand, but it's a symbol of your brand essentially. So people develop a feeling looking at your work, getting to know you, taking in everything that you're presenting to them. And then they associate it with your logo. So I definitely had, you know, conscious thought about what kind of logo I wanted. It wasn't the first logo I started out with. I started out with a logo that was a lot more, like, I guess when you looked at it, it was a little bit uh, more casual, I guess you could say. So the logo I have now, I really was drawn to it for a few different reasons. And I think you do have to think about, well, what do I, what do I feel when I look at this font or what do I associate? What words do I associate with this logo? And I think intuitively we, we can answer that pretty quickly when we look, if we look at different logos, we think to ourselves, wow, that looks, well, that looks really bougie, <laughs> right? Or this looks really, um, uh, like comfortable and casual. So each, depending on your business, you have to analyze, well, what feelings do, what, what's going to come to mind for someone when they see this logo? So for me, the, the one that I have currently, I really liked how it was a little bit on the modern side and kind of contemporary, clean. Um, it has a little bit of, like, there's a little part of it that shows it's like a, I guess some greener, not greenery, cause it's all black. Um, but basically what I, what I wanted in my logo, I want people to look at it and think, wow, it looks high end. It looks clean. It looks um, classic because those are things that I want people to feel when they look at my work and stuff like that. So you want it, you know, you can, you just want it to be in line with the other things you're trying to present to your mm -hmm. potential clients. You want them to get the same feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. So so then do photographers need a logo? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. There you go. So you guys heard it here. <laughs> you need a logo and- And ask uh, people, like ask your, you know, have this is, it's a great conversation to have with people, whether it's your family members or your friends, tell them, you know, I'm thinking of getting a logo. These are the feelings that I want to invoke when people look at my business, do you think that this logo, this font does that and take feedback and, cool. you know, and take your time. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. Right. Cause, cause people can help you help describe you as a person, right. Cause they yeah. know you and, and, and same thing with the logo. Right. Um, right. So is there anything else that you thought about as far as like branding um, that you think people would be interested in or curious about? Or I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think this might be just a personal opinion, but like we kind of touched on earlier, sometimes I think we can get overwhelmed on, I need to have a brand, you know, I need to understand it and present it, you know, properly and perfectly but for me personally I found that yeah you can have a good idea of a brand but it, it grows it changes it can grow and change with you as you move forward in your business and so I think 
that can kind of take some of the pressure off. So for photographers who are new and are thinking about branding and, you know, it's okay to not have it all figured out right away. Um, talk about it with people, try, you know, again, look at other photographers and look at what's working for them. Why are you attracted to their work and their brand? How can you make that your own? You know, so I don't know. That's what I would say just with branding, like kind of take it, you know, take it seriously, but take it easy on yourself too. Like don't, don't overwhelm yourself with trying to have it all figured out. That's just like life advice though, too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's huge. I think that's super important and very helpful. Um, so is there anything that you are excited about uh, in your business coming up in the future? I mean, hopefully soon lockdown or shelter in oh. place is going to be lifted and we'll be able to actually get back to work. But like, yeah, what are you, what are you excited about in the next few years? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, honestly, I, I'm really excited to work with a lot of the clients that I have booked right now. I mean, it's, it's crazy times and I've been talking with a lot of them about postponement, obviously. Um, so that's been hard, but I, for the most part, I get to know my clients pretty well before shooting their wedding day. So I'm big on communication and getting to know each couple on a personal level, what's special to them. Every couple is unique and different. So what I look forward to, which I think is hopefully this just continues throughout the business is, you know, establishing these relationships and then getting to celebrate with these couples on their wedding day. And I'm honestly looking forward to, and it's terrible, like, um, what's going on and, you know, not only on the wedding industry, but obviously the couples that are having to reschedule their wedding, but I've been having the conversation that I've been having with my clients have been like, so understanding both ways. So I feel really grateful for that. And it just makes me, I'm really excited to celebrate with those couples whenever their like official day does come if it's been postponed. So, cause I think that it's just going to be all the more of a celebration, you know, for them and their loved ones. And I think it's really a privilege to, to document, even though it's really hard times right now, I would say that's, I'm looking forward to all this COVID stuff being over, but once we get to actually shoot those weddings of the couples who have been through this crazy pandemic, I think it's going to be a real special time. And um, I just feel grateful to be a part of it. Totally. Um, yeah, me too. Gosh. And I want to shout out before we leave your husband's app. So yes. I checked it out. This thing is killer. You can. Okay. So one of the, so can you explain what the app is and then I'll tell yes. you what I like about it? Yes. Okay. So um, the last about year and a half, my, actually my brother, who's a wedding videographer, he's been doing videography and commercial videography for 15 years. So him and my husband um, got together and collaborated on creating an app, a mobile app that is a buy and sell marketplace for filmmakers and photographers specifically. So it's a peer to peer buy and sell. Um, so it, it's an alternative to eBay, Craigslist, Facebook groups, essentially you can list your items just using your phone, super user-friendly, easy. What's what I love about it too, is especially right now in the past couple months, they've been implementing some social elements to it as well. So I think you can already do this now in the app, but you can plug in your Instagram handle. So not only can you buy and sell on there, but people can view your work. Um, there's going to be an artist spotlight. There's a blog and a podcast. So it's, it's not only is it to buy and sell camera gear, but it is also to provide content for photographers and filmmakers. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. When I looked at it, I was checking it out. It's like, okay, this feels like a safe space for photographers who need gear to come together and actually trade with each other. Cause you have no clue who you're interacting with through Craigslist or yes. a but these are people with reputations that yeah. you know are connected and everyone's sort of looking out for each other in this world. It feels right. like, um, and that I, I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that you said it's a safe place because that's really been the goal too from the beginning is to to create an environment where you can buy and sell with confidence and you know nobody's gonna try to send you a cashier's check or anything shady like that it's all powered through stripe um you know it's free to use and it's just yeah we're hoping that it it just gets some traction and people start also giving feedback on it too i know my husband and my brother they're really interested in photographers feedback on the app what's working what's not working so that they can just continue to improve it for the users and um you know grow grow the user base yeah here it is i mean if you guys are thinking about getting into photography thinking about branding and, and i think in the next two episodes or so we have one on gear i mean wait till you wait till you listen to that episode and then go and buy all this gear from from this app it's perfect um it's a great way too for new photographers to get started who don't have fifteen thousand dollars maybe uh to drop on um on other things so yeah hey thank you so much for your time and just thank all you. of the help that you've uh provided to us so i really appreciate it where can we find you online to engage with you and to learn more about you yeah so my website is ashleyray.studio and my instagram is ashleyraystudio so you can find me on Instagram, website, Facebook. My Facebook game is not strong, but you can still find me there. <laughs> cool. So yeah, Ashley Ray Studio. Studio, singular. There we go. All right. Thanks, Ashley. I'll talk Thank to you later. You. Thank you, Daniel. Okay, okay, have a good one. Bye. Bye. There we have it. Wow. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Ashley. Um, I personally found it uh, very helpful and um, encouraging. I think thinking for me, my two takeaways are, um, what's our why? That's something we should always be thinking about when we are as entrepreneurs starting up a, a brand. Um, to think that a brand is not just something like Nike or Starbucks, but um, anything you're trying to sell um, is actually a brand. Whether you believe it or not, um, the image that you're putting out there to the public is what the public is perceiving. Um, that's all they have, that's all the information they get to work with. And then their perception of your brand is uh, based on what you give them. Um, so think about the why. And, uh, and I'm thinking also another big takeaway is, uh, what do I want my couples to feel or not feel uh, when they see my content on the internet or at my website or through social media and things like that? Um, think about those two things are, are huge takeaways for me. So check out the links I'm going to post at the bottom, some of the references Ashley made uh, in this conversation. I hope this podcast finds you guys well, and uh, I look forward to our next episode with uh, Jeremy Chow on film versus digital and what the heck is fine art photography.